What's up? World Hockey Report with Coney coming to you live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio show, show brought to you by Seat Giant, of course. If you're looking to get in the game, you got to go to seatgiant.ca.com, wherever you want to go. You're going to save money on your ticket if you use the discount code 12OZSports. Of course, best place to shop. You can see where you're going to sit. You're getting the best prices. You don't have to worry about conversions. Simplest way to go. World Hockey Report Live. Wow. Only two games in the NHL last night, but both were dandies. We're going to get co-host Adam Ehrmantraut on here soon enough to break them both down, but are you kidding me? If you haven't seen that Matthew Kachuk goal from last night, you got to go on our Twitter, World Hockey RPT, and check it out. Just as we're talking about it, we got the kid joining once again, back together. It's been a while. Adam Ehrmantraut now joins me. Adam, buddy, back on the radio. Say what's up. Yeah, what's up? Uh, we're live, hey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the this is the way we go now. I mean, our iTunes listeners still get it, but hey, you're getting live, raw, no cuts, no seven takes for Adam. Trying to get Svechnikov's name right. None of that anymore. Yeah, okay. Um, we, like, can you hear me okay? I'm on Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we haven't got any texts yet if anyone's too pissed off, so... Sounds like we're pretty good. I just, I mean, I was just pumping up the games from last night. I said, you know what? I seen we only had too many chunk games. I was talking yesterday, you know, anchoring the sports, not a big deal. Just saying like, hey, pretty quiet night. And both of them did not disappoint. I mean, I know we're going to start with that Calgary game. So uh, I'll, I'll let you take the breakdown on that one. You, you seem to be following along pretty close. Like the start was just atrocious. And then at the end, it was just a firefight. Yeah, I mean, they came into the game playing some pretty bad hockey. Like, they scored two goals in their last two games. Nashville, I think, had the first 11 shots in that game. And they just, the Flames just kind of took over in the third. Like, Nashville, they're playing, they're clearly the better team for a period. They went up 2 nothing. Then Derek Ryan scored, and then Nashville scored another two shorthanded in the second. Then in the third, I don't know what, what old Billy Peter said, but the Flames kind of came out. They got three straight they tied it up with just over three minutes left then Austin and Watson with his fourth point of the night on the same night he signs a new deal and then Matthew Kachuk gets a, a rebound with 39 seconds left and then in well it's kind of a boring overtime like you see all the the old hockey people tweeting like oh like it's just possession there's, there's one shot in the Arizona overtime the other day but Matthew Kachuk gets about 10 seconds left he gets in his own end and he Okay, we're going to try something here. Throws out to Lindholm, far blue line. Lindholm kind of cuts in, block shot, then Kachuk. Like, I've never I've never seen this before. No idea how he even did it. Between the legs from the slot, he goes shelf, which, yeah, it was incredible. It was like a between the legs, like, offside one, or not like offside, but like offhand one-timer. I thought it was just wild how he got the shot off, but like, he placed it perfectly. He got the speed. Like, you know, it, it was a powerful shot, too, obviously. I mean, he zinged it in there. But it just it just seemed wild how he executed it. And, I mean, you brought up the Flames' slow starts. They've had a couple of those now this year. Is there, 
I guess kind of something that you pick out with this team where, I mean, it seems like a lot of the top teams are facing adversity, but like for the Flames, their starts have been worse this year than last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I'm kind of, with them, I'm kind of worried. This is might be a little extreme, but I'm kind of worried about them falling into the Minnesota Wild territory, where they're like, eh, they're they're okay, but they're like too similar to about like 10, 15 other teams, and like they're never gonna do anything in the playoffs. I mean, Sean Monahan scored in his first two games of the season. He hasn't scored since. He had three assists last night, but he's been pretty bad. Gaudreau had two assists last night, but he hasn't scored since October 12th. Like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like as far as the Flames go, those guys go. Uh, there might be an argument right now to say that Kachuk's been their best player as of as of late, especially. But I don't know. They and even their D, like they got two of their top four D are free agents, Brody and Hamannick, and they're like Hamannick has one point. That's not really what he is, and Brody has like six or seven. But I don't know. They're they're just kind of like in the middle of no man's land. And goaltending, I'd say, has probably been another, not a massive issue, but I think we're starting to to kind of see more of what you're going to get from David Riddick. And I don't think Cam yeah, like Talbot's... Guy. Yeah, like, I mean, he's not a bad goalie, but, like, he's more of, like, an elite backup. Like, not to... I, I mean, that's kind of is rude, but, like, you get what I'm saying where, like, He's a very good backup. If he's your backup, you have no complaints. Yeah, like who would you, who would you rather have, uh, him or Yaro Halak, who's probably the best backup in the league? Oh, I like I think they're very similar though. That's a great comparison right there. Like Boston's laughing with Tuka Rask and Yaro Halak as their goaltending tandem. So obviously, I mean they're they're a successful organization, a successful team. But Calgary has to figure out, okay, we need a one-two punch. I don't know if Cam Talbot's that guy. He ha- He's had a couple of decent performances, but I'm not counting a performance against Anaheim's pathetic offense as a good one. No, I agree. I mean, he hasn't really been good for a year and a half or so, so it's not like you're, you're getting 2016 Cam Talbot, you're getting 2019 Cam Talbot. And just to go back to Monaghan, I mean, I think with him, like it's a lot of teams maybe are more focused on this year because he scored thirty goals almost every year. But they kind of come from the same uh, same spot, like all in the slot. They're either a redirect or like a quick shot. But I don't know. Like I brought this up yesterday, and it's never going to happen. But if you're Calgary, do you look at just trading Johnny Gaudreau for Taylor Hall with an extension? I'd do it because like you're too you're too close to just like getting the 15th overall pick in the next five years right now. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting piece. I was actually, I was talking on a different show a while ago, and I was, uh, I, I think it might have been you that mentioned Carey Price, how average he's been. And I, I do agree with that. He hasn't, it's not like he's been amazing. He hasn't been playing behind, you know, very good teams in Montreal either. But for Calgary who could use a starting goalie. I don't think Bob was the answer. I think he's proving that in Florida. So I'm glad that they didn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. But you've got these star forwards who are doing nothing when it matters. You've got all these high-end, hyped-up defense who aren't producing. I mean, 37-year-old Mark Giordano is doing a better job 
than all these high-priced, oh, so elite D-man. Why don't you move a couple of these pieces, shake some stuff up, and bring in someone who's a world-class game-changer? And I, I don't, I'm sure Montreal's not going to want to move Carey Price. But if all of a sudden you're offering a guy like Gaudreau or Monaghan, and I mean, I don't know if you want to chuck in a draft pick, a prospect, something like that to kind of to change the game. I mean, Montreal has multiple star-studded goaltenders. I know they, they kind of got rid of Lindgren a little early. I think he's still very capable of becoming an NHL goaltender. They've got that Caden Primo. So, I mean, a, a move like that, I know it's ballsy. I know it's massive. I know it would shake up TSN for the next week. But you got to think they got to do something. I mean, you can't just sit and be complacent with this roster. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work this year, which I can't imagine it's going to, I think that they have some some big decisions to make, and their prospect covered is usually if you're you're reading on the top 30 30 or so prospects or 30 teams, uh, they're usually in the bottom five because they gave up the first for Hamannick, and then they've moved other pieces around, so they got like Dylan Dubé, that Palche kid they took in the first round, and yeah, that's not exact. Hey, before we get to the Montreal Vegas game, we will get to that one. Let's uh, let's quick. I want your thoughts on the Oilers right now. Obviously, they're on a little bit of a slump, but uh, hey, th- this is the, the best start for Oilers fans in how long? Uh, do, do they have reason to worry right now, or is this kind of something where they're just used to overreacting? Um, I don't know. Like when you have McDavid and Drysaddle, I think that you can do a lot more than what the rest of your roster would show, which they've shown so far. Like, they're, I think you go around Edmonton, you ask every Oilers fan, you say, hey, like, let's let's say it's middle of September, you go, hey, the team's going to start the season 9-4-1 and and be first in the Pacific Division. Would you take it? And they're like, yeah. Like, I think every one of them would take it. Um, they obviously hit a little bit of a wall. They won their last game, but it's, it's a very top-heavy team, and McDavid and Drysaddle's ice time has come down from about 26 to 23 and a half, 24, which is a little better. They still are missing their their number two or three defenseman, which I mean, say what you will about Adam Larson, but you take that out of anybody's lineup, and I mean, they're a different team. So obviously, they have a bunch of guys in their bottom six, which has been talked about pretty much after every game, that are the exact same player, and they don't do a whole lot, like. Russell, Granlin, Cheyenne, Archibald, uh, Jason to a point. Um, like you look at them and they're not fast, they're not physical, they're not super skilled or anything. They're just kind of there, uh, which obviously is an issue. But I mean, they've gotten some really good minutes from Ethan Bear and Clefbaum and Nurse. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, like, Nugent Hopkins has to get going, but he's playing with two guys off the street basically at the time, so. Now, speaking to the, the Flames fan in you or, you know, Flames fans listening, are you happy or are you a little bit concerned to see Mike Smith in Edmonton? Like, like is this a guy who you're, you're confident facing or is this a guy who you're like, oh, damn, he could steal a game on us? 
I, I don't know what to think of Mike Smith. Like he, he'll make. Here's the analogy I used the other day. He'll make thirty-five saves and you'll win a game for two. But the two goals he lets in, you're like, how how did those get by? You type of thing. Or you lose a game two one. He makes forty saves and the second goal he allows. It's just like like that can't get in. And even against Columbus the other day. I understand that it was kind of their hand in their end, but he allows a shot from the point to go right through his blindfold because he moves his stick out of the way. Like he's he's been good, and him playing the puck has an effect on the the health of the D and uh, like the the power play, which he got the goal the other day because of his playing the puck. But I don't know, he's he's flawed, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving along. It's Cody and Adam with you, World Hockey Report Live. The boys are back together. Montreal, Vegas. This one costs the kids some money. I don't know how it happens. Like, Montreal's on, like, a back-to-back. They're on the road. They're in Vegas. The Golden Knights should be buzzing. And they blow a two-goal lead late. I didn't stay up to watch this one. I was gassed and just like, you know what? 2-2 2-2 game going into the third. I was like, okay, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. Not going to stay up. Not a big bet or anything. But then all of a sudden in the morning, I go, oh my goodness, Vegas blew a two-goal lead in like the last 10 minutes? What happened? I don't know. I was, I was, I was watching a little bit of it. and I don't know. It just seems like with Montreal, and I tweeted this, and it's kind of a joke tweet, but it's also kind of pretty true. Like They're on a West Coast trip. They went in Arizona yesterday. They went come back in Vegas, and they don't play for like two days in Dallas. So it's like, do you think that they're just going to the hotel in the game after Vegas and just saying, you know what, good night? Probably <laughs> not. So especially after a win, too, like it obviously just changes everything. But yeah, Montreal's won three in a row. They've they don't have any guy who's just like dominating. But Domi, Drew, and Gallagher, Tatar all have twelve or eleven points. So. They've just—I think that they're getting a lot of scoring from a lot of different places. And I mean, as as we were, well, not really ripping on Carey Price, but Keith Kincaid comes in last night. I saw a couple of goals he allowed um, for for Montreal. Is there a, a reason that they're kind of? I mean, I guess they got rid of Lindgren, but like yet yet again. Keith Kincaid's not an NHL goaltender. It, like, I, it just doesn't seem like it, does it? It's his first one of the season, but he, he does not seem like a capable backup. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's, it's hard to gauge backups, kind of, just in the sense that they're usually getting a shitty, like, a, a tough game where it's just, like, it's the second night of a back-to-back. Like, the team's probably not where it is. Like, go in and give them something, like, I don't know. A lot of teams don't really rest for starters the way they should. Like if it's Minnesota on a Tuesday and you don't play for four games, usually the starter gets that game where typically they wouldn't have. But yeah, it's weird with Kincaid because didn't he end up in like Columbus in the press box at the trade deadline last year and he just like hardly really played at all? Yeah, it was wild. So I, I, it's just a weird thing where Montreal brought him in and said, oh, this is a good guy for confidence behind our young players. Like, that's the last thing you want. Like any team who's like, okay, yeah, we need some uh, reliable backup goaltender to, you know, bail out some of our young guys. Keith Kincaid just doesn't seem like that guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it's kind of like a stopgap. Like 
Leafs fans with Hutchison, they're all like, oh, like we got to get rid of Hutchison. Well, who's going to trade for him or who's going to give you their backup? Like, they're not just going to take a guy with like an 850 save percentage, you know? Yeah, see, like, that, that's my point is, like, backup goaltenders, it's not like they get forgotten about, but I, I just feel like there's so much more value there. So much more value. But, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's, let's switch it over. WHL. I know you're obviously big in covering juniors. Um, I, I seen the other day the Edmonton Oil Kings are like ranked number two in Canada. Seems uh, a little bit shocking to me just kind of going off the roster. I've only seen a couple of their games this year, so I'm not giving them a fair shake. But like, are, are they legit? Are they that good? And I mean, for the Saskatoon Blades, how much does it hurt not getting Kirby Doc back? Yeah, it's, it's weird with the Oil Kings because their top two guys, like the one Riley Sawchuk they traded for kind of in the summer is just like he was in Tri-City and they're just like, oh, like I guess we could get a, a better 20-year-old. So here he is. And then Josh Williams was like the hero of the UA teams a couple of years ago when he tied the, or he, I think he got the winner in Edmonton. And then he got, he was supposed to be like a high pick and then didn't get drafted, but He's been one of their best players. And then Jake Neighbors uh, will get drafted probably in the top two rounds this year. Dylan Gunther, 16, and he already has nine points this year. And then their captain, Matthew Robertson, he has six points in 10 games. So it's weird with them. Like, they, I don't think they've had a super hard schedule. Like, I think they've played a lot of, like, a lot of Red Deer and stuff where it hasn't been super difficult yet. And, like, nobody has outstanding numbers on their team, but... Yeah, and then with the Blades, obviously they, that's, like, anytime you lose the best player in the league, like, it's, it's probably not not going to help your team, but at the same time, as they've said, it's a developmental league, and if you can get a guy to play a couple years with your team and play in the NHL at 18, that's probably saying something about the development, and I think I saw that Doc's the first guy since Nugent Hopkins, which would have been... 2011 to to make the NHL right of the dub so it's weird I mean I guess there's always hope for him coming back potentially after the 38-39 game mark where the second bonuses kick in or whatever after 40 games so we'll see where Chicago is I mean it happened with Dreisaitl so we'll see around world junior time if where Chicago is so well, we won't dive into those Kelowna rumors or anything like that. Hey, um, obviously, I mean, you watch a ton of the dub teams. The draft is coming up. I think a lot of people are still hyped on this Lafreniere kid. I mean, we don't get to see too much of him, obviously, out east. But is there anyone, like, in, in the dub, you know, Saskatchewan, wherever, who's kind of, like, you're like, you're taking notice of? You're like, hey, like, keep an eye on this kid. He's going to be legit. Not as much as last year. I think last year there was seven or eight guys in the first round of the draft. I think this year there's probably three or four in the dub. Like, I think two years ago there's only the one, and he was a Russian. And then, and I guess, Ty Smith, too. But, um, yeah, like, there's a lot of D, uh, especially out east. Braden Schneider and Bradman, he's kind of top 20. Caden Gooley in PA, he's also like kind of top 20. Damon Hunt and Moose Jaw, he's probably more top 30, but yeah, all, all three of those D-men, like, they don't, I don't think the Dub really has, like, that high-end talent this year, like, that's, because last year was, it was, like, Doc, 
Cousins, Byram, Krebs, all in the top like 15. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of that this year, but. I forgot about that Gooley kid. He is nasty. Like, okay, I seen someone, it might have been some Twitter guy, so I don't know if we want to fact check it or not. He's like one of the first dub players to play like 100 games, like overall, before he was like 17 or something, or before his 17th birthday. Because like, he played like his like 10 games or whatever when he's 15. He plays a full season. Like, you know, he's just a trooper Iron Man. Went the whole time, plays all of playoffs, plays the Mem Cup. And I think it was something like he was like close to 100 or 90 or something before his 17th birthday. That's insane. As a D-man too, like a, a young D-man in the dub, which is a pretty physically demanding league. Yeah. Uh, and then PA last year, like he was a 16-year-old and on the top team in, in the dub. So it's, and he's playing behind like three or four pretty good defensemen. So he didn't play a ton in the playoffs. I actually missed one. Uh, Connor Zary, he leads the, leads the dub in points, or he did last time I checked. Uh, he's kind of just blossomed up the rankings. Like, he's, he's from Saskatoon. He's a local kid here. Um, he's, he's pretty skilled, and there's him, and I guess Seth Jarvis, too, on uh, Portland, and Justin Surtiff on, on Vancouver. So the West kind of has the forwards, and the East kind of has the defensemen this year, I guess. Perfect. I know. I know you're uh, you're a hockey guy at number one, but obviously we follow a few other sports. We got to talk about that World Series. Like, come on, Nationals. They lose Bryce Harper. They win in seven road team wins every single game of the series. How wild was that? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I was listening to like something on on Sports Center or something, and it was uh, one of their analysts who used to be a DM, and he's saying how he, he goes to spring training every year and he usually would go to the national spring training and just be around there. And he said two years ago, he goes there and nobody's talking. It's pretty dead locker room. Like you could kind of tell that it was Bryce's locker room, but too many people were scared to, to piss off Bryce or something, which I could totally see. And then the year after he goes there, Bryce is in there. And he said, everybody's laughing and joking around. And like, I mean, I think Bryce was a pretty big personality in that room. Uh, they obviously got Patrick Corbin instead of them, or instead of him, who pitched to like a three and a half ERA this year, and then came in in the World Series and got three shutout innings. And yeah, like I should have, I should have put money on the Nats to come back when they were down to nothing. Because it was like, like they've come back at every game. They even came back in the wild card game to win. Like it was just like their time, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's a team of destiny for sure. And it's just crazy because, like, if you look at the Astros lineup on paper, disgusting. Like, so good on paper. And they, they just couldn't find a way to get it done. Albeit the manager might have sewered them a little bit by keeping the, one of the best pitchers in the game. In the, Did you see in what the he said after? Yeah, he's like, I'm not an employee of this team or something or what? Yeah, yeah, he's like, like, they asked him, like, after the game, like, I guess kind of weird to ask for him if like he didn't pitch at all um which like usually you wouldn't do but yeah he's just like yeah like i don't work here anymore like that's uh well that's such like a baseball guy move it's like whatever i'm just gonna go sign a 200 million dollar ticket for the next team so 300 yeah no he's nasty he was absolutely disgusting uh nba too i mean we, we may as well cover all the leagues here while we're at it uh who was it there Ta- towns and Embiid. Oh yeah, 
got into a little fisticuff. Like, I don't know, Simmons tried to choke someone out. I've seen the highlights a million times. I actually still don't even know what's going on. It's such a weird, like, fight scrum. That's such an NBA thing, too, like, just unconventional fight. Like, I thought Guy was going to go fight his own teammates there, and he was just getting hyped up. Then he had someone's mom chirping him. Why is someone's mom sitting, like, seventh row in the middle as well? That just seems weird, but, uh, yeah. I mean, break break it down because you were the one. You've always promoted basketball players is how they handle themselves is not creative, but you know you'd like to see a little bit more like, yeah. personality out of NHL guys. It's just like kind of funny, or it's like like everybody always looks at the Kachuk Doughty rivalry, like and like I think it's almost like that's a daily, not a daily thing in the NBA, where it's it's much more common where I need. The NHL, like, they always have to be on, like, this big national game because it's, like, oh, okay, like, they, like, because, like, it's so rare that Kachuk and Doughty do that. And then in the NBA, like, it happens so often, and then they're beaking each other online, and they're always, like, moving in free agency, and the owners are crazy and all that. So, I mean, it's funny to see, though. But, like, if the NHL did that, I... Would it not lose some respect? Like, I know the traditional hockey fans would obviously hate it, but, like, it just seems like you might have a different perception if, like, Austin Matthews is going after Ovechkin on Twitter. Yeah, like, because the NHL is more of, like, an old-school crowd, I guess, where it's, like, in the NBA, you have guys like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant who literally say that they were killers out there and, want to do all this this and that where in the nhl you have humble slice of pie wayne gretzky and Sidney crosby are just like yeah like i play with good players and like they just give you the cliche kind of totally got that hey that's all right adam adam Bermutrout joining us co-host world hockey Report podcast first half break oh we got to talk football we totally left out football right okay like fajardo everyone's talking about his most outstanding player i and, you know, I've I seen a little bit, hey, they come back against the Eskimos after an atrocious start. Um, are, are these guys legit? Like, you'd have to assume they beat Edmonton. Edmonton's going to be resting everyone. Like, you want first in the yeah. West. So, are, are they yeah. a legit, like, Grey Cup team? Like, should people be putting futures on them? Well, I mean, like, if, if they clinch first in the West, they only really have to win one one or two more games to, to be in the Grey Cup and then win it. So, it's not like it's a... A crazy task like they like they got a really good quarterback which nobody saw coming and like good for him who's always on like these one year contracts probably worth like 70 grand and then he basically throws it into like a three year hundred or one million dollar contract like good for him and he's a humble guy so yeah I think I think people should be worried of the riders like I'm always a little worried about the Stampeders but yeah He's a humbled guy. He's a Saskatchewan guy? No, he's, like, from Nevada or something. But, like, I think people in Saskatchewan just like him just because he, like, doesn't say much. He's just nice to everyone. Like, he's, I guess, religious, if that matters to you. And then he just, like, kind of goes out there and does his thing. And and even, like, in it after games, he's, like, complimenting the team and all that stuff. So, yeah. It always helps to, to hold yourself to a decent standard. No, that's, I mean, CFL kind of gets interesting this time of year, but yet again, I'll say it a million times, it's a joke that the league starts so late so that 
you know, these games now, they just get a little bit sloppier because of the weather, you know. No one wants to be playing in minus 20 conditions where it's windy and snowy, like, just kind of makes for a joke of a Grey Cup. But where is it this year? Is it in Hamilton? Uh, no. Oh, Calgary, Calgary. Yeah, I think it's in Calgary. Oh, what a better place to hold it. It doesn't get cold there in November. Yeah, nobody's going to the hammer. What a place. Anything else that I might have uh, forgot to check off? No, I think that's good. I mean, like, there's no point in talking about the NFL just because it's all the Patriots and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that another day. Of course, this one, uh, if you are putting any bets on mybookie.ag, use promo code 120ZSports. Adam, thanks, of course, for joining. We're going to have the commercial break. Come back for the second half. We're back. It's the World Hockey Report Live. Cody Jansen with you. Show brought to you by Seat Giant, of course. Got to go check them out, seatgiant.ca.com. Get yourself some tickets. They get everything. Sports, concerts, events, whatever you're looking into. And, of course, you can save money. Use the promo code 12OZSports at the checkout. Get yourself a discount. Save some money on those tickets. Help out the station. Bringing you the best live sports talk. The best in the game. You got Pop DiBiase giving you all the sharp angles. You got Dean Millard, best guess in the game. No offense. I mean, hey, some of us have good guests. Dean Millard, he's bringing the heat every single show. Get scout team in the morning. Is there anyone funnier than those guys? Hey, I love their hockey talk too. You know what? They're bringing it from Florida. And what we're going to talk about right now. I posed it. Yesterday's social media, Twitter. Of course, you can follow us at World Hockey RPT on Twitter. Stanley Cup favorite. We've played a dozen or so games. It's a little early to jump the gun, and I like that. I like that. So we're going to go through some of your picks. Also, if you're tweeting, if we tweet that and you quote tweet us, I can't read your picks online. Why? Because we get a bazillion mentions. We have 20,000 followers. You expect me just to like screenshot every single one of your picks? No, just comment it. I mean, not the end of the world, but keep it simple. If you want us to give you a shout-out, little mention, it's easy enough. Don't quote tweet it. Just write to the replies. All right, so let's get to a few of them. Tweet was, now that most teams have played a dozen or so games, who's your Stanley Cup champ pick? Starting uh, no left turn, American flag. Kind of a weird logo. Um, can only say Western Conference team will win. That is not a pick. So we're 0 for 1 to start. Uh, Dan at Leafs 24-7 says, not really feeling it from anyone yet. Maybe Nashville. Well, they just lost to Calgary, and they blew a three-goal lead yesterday in the third period. I don't know. Is Nashville really that playoff-type team that you look at and you go, they're going to make a run? Pekka Rene just doesn't do it for me in playoffs or offense. I don't think Matt Duchesne's that big of a difference maker. So kind of a stretch. Uh, Raving Puck start. says, sadly, Boston. I don't know what's so sad about that. Yeah, sure, you might hate him. You might not. Yet again, these guys are going to be going for a Stanley Cup. Nothing sad about that. It's a battle. It's a grind. You're playing the best teams ever. Boston's good. Their top line, ridiculous. I think last year they just couldn't stay healthy. That's huge. St. Louis stayed fairly healthy in the playoffs. They got past. I don't see why Tuka Rask and Halak can't carry him right back there. As we were talking about with Adam earlier, 
So probably the best goaltending tandem in the league. Who are you going to take over? Moving along. Linda at Therapy Works BC says Pittsburgh. That's a long shot. If Matt Murray wins a cup again, I don't know. I'll eat his shoe. I just don't see it happening. They've got no Malkin. He's banged up. Crosby's not taking him there. They don't have the depth scoring that they used to. I just don't see it happening. Robin Weinrich at Weinrich Family says St. Louis. I think he's a little bit of a Blues fan. Could they go back? They might be able to. Jordan Bennington's going to have to turn it up another notch, but they got a good team. We'll see how that Stanley Cup hangover is. Jimmy Boy, 78 at Sens Rule. He's going Boston-St. Louis rematch. That would be crazy. Could you imagine? I think it's soccer, the MLS. It's like Toronto and Seattle for the third time in four years are going to be in the finals. That gets boring. That's LeBron versus Golden State. No one wants to see that for a bazillionth time. I like the parody. But yet again, a back-to-back Stanley Cup championship be pretty dope that'd be pretty pretty cool i think last time probably pittsburgh detroit thinking off the top of my head not going to use the google tron neil baker gonna be a funny guy video review guys in toronto there i said it i don't think they're gonna be winning the cup yet again sure you can hate on them I, I can't imagine doing their job. It's a thankless job. One way or the other, you're pissing someone off. Scott Kucher. Oh, we, I don't want to butcher someone's name, but I just did. Uh, he says the Oilers. Can Mike Smith... If Mike Smith goes on one last epic playoff run, they might have a chance. But he's going to have to be lights out, and they're going to need secondary scoring. Dreisaitl and McDavid are obviously the best in the league. Aside from that, they're a pretty mediocre team. Griffin, your face says all caps. Same thing. It's going to come down to goaltending. I do like Ovechkin. I do like their offense. John Carlson's amazing. Tough one, though. Tough one. If Holpe's not going, Samsonov could get hot. You never know. Hey, some of those young kids in net, they are doing unreal. Think about Bennington, rookie there, Matt Murray. He was a rookie when he was coming through. Like these goaltenders, they've just got a certain dynamic to them that hasn't been scouted yet at the national level. And I think that makes it a little bit more of a challenge. But I also think that they're seeing some of these younger shooters come up, whether that's through juniors, through the minors. So they might have a little bit of an advantage of just knowing where some of these hot shots. I mean, it's a it's a young team or young man's league. These rookies are coming in and tearing up the NHL. Think of Peterson. Ridiculous. Jack Hughes is turning it on now. That's just the way the game is going. Jeff Hemlin says Ottawa. Let's hope that's a joke. I think that was the guy who got mad at us when we tweeted out something about the election. Said we were going to go to jail. I don't know. Have to look that up. A while ago. Uh, Dallas, if they stay healthy. Well, Aladdin J. Sarsipius, I don't think he's watched the Stars game this year. They are going to struggle to make the playoffs the way they're playing. 
Curtis Whitney at wheels not underscore 95, former teammate. He's also on the Ottawa Senators train. Let's hope that's a joke for Matt Nafe's sake. I don't know. Could you imagine if the Ottawa Senators made a run? That place would riot. It'd be like one goal away from the Stanley Cup again. It's tough. That's tough. They got some good young prospects. But I don't think they're anywhere close to a Stanley Cup team. Keith Sams likes St. Louis. Joshua Coughlin says Canucks for a team like that. Same with Andrew Crike. If Vancouver keeps scoring at the piece, watch out. I don't know what at the piece is. Maybe it's at their pace. Nonetheless, it does not make any sense. I don't know why someone would pick Vancouver. I want the legit Stanley Cup contenders. Maybe a couple in there. A couple of Bostons, a couple of Washingtons, a couple of St. Louis's. Those are probably your best bets right now. I mean, Washington's leading the league in points with 21. Boston's got 20. They're tied with Buffalo. Then there's Edmonton with 19 and fourth. Uh, taking a look, current standings. Atlantic, Boston, Buffalo, Montreal. The Metro is Washington, Carolina, New York. That's the Islanders. And the wild cards, Pittsburgh and Florida. Boy, do I ever want to see Florida get in. Bob better figure it out. They got to get in. We need playoffs in Florida right now out of the playoff picture Toronto Tampa Philly who would have guessed that who would have guessed that lots of season left switching to the west central you got Colorado Nashville St. Louis in the Pacific it's Edmonton Vancouver Vegas wildcard teams Anaheim and Calgary you got Winnipeg Dallas San Jose out Arizona they're only one point out of a wildcard spot could be interesting Maybe we get an Arizona-Florida Stanley Cup final? Who knows about that? Of course, it's World Hockey Report Live, brought to you by Seat Giant in my bookie. Promo code 120Z Sports. If you're going to place any bets or buy any tickets. Coming up next, let's talk about the weekend. Saturday, the best day for hockey. We're going to preview that and more. It's all coming up. World Hockey Report Live on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. What's up, World Hockey Report Live with Cody Jansen. Of course, connect with me on Twitter at Janner31. Check an underscore after that. World Hockey Report on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Coming to you live on the 12 ounce Sports Radio Network. Show brought to you by Seat Giant. Use the promo code 120Z Sports when buying tickets to your concert, sporting event, whatever you're going to. You got to go through Seat Giant. The best way to buy lowest fees best prices. They're going to show you where you're sitting. They're straightforward. None of that scam buying tickets outside of a rink. Don't waste your time. Go through Seat Giant. Okay, let's break down some of the games. Hey, I guess we got some tonight. It's Friday. It's Friday. If you're not busy, might be watching a couple of hockey games. But of course, we're going to focus on tomorrow. Saturday. Hockey night in Canada. It's the big one. Everyone knows that. So tonight, you got, a, you got a good one at five. You got Buffalo and Washington. Both of these teams are firing. But Washington is at home. You got to give them a little bit of an advantage. Two struggling teams who uh, everyone thought would be doing better. You got New Jersey and Philly as well. I don't know. 
I don't know who I like in that one, honestly. Devils are at home. Flyers have been struggling. Jack Hughes is starting to turn it up. Probably go with New Jersey there as well. Caps just for that home advantage, right? You get the Lightning in the Isles. Well, the Lightning lost against the Rangers the other night. That was pathetic. Islanders kind of buzzing. Red Wings, Hurricanes. That'd be a great game back in 2002. Blue Jackets and Blues, you're probably safe to hammer the Blues here puck line. They're at home. The Jackets stink. The Jackets are a bad team that lost against a slumping Oilers team. Avs and Stars, the Avs are beat up. The Stars, I mean, sure, they're beat up as well. Maybe they're just not as good as everyone thought. Uh, Ducks and Canucks could be an interesting one. Ducks at home, very good. At shutting down their opponents, Gibson's been good. The defense has been solid, but the Canucks are feeling that their young guns are buzzing. And you get the Jets and the Sharks at 8.30 to cap it all off. Yeah, a couple of tough ones might stay away. I'd say my lock, you know, my puck line pick of the day, definitely going to be Blues and Blue Jackets. You got the Blues at home. Probably get them on a pretty friendly number there, of course. If you aren't going to be placing any bets, you got to go to mybookie.ag. It's the best way. Come on. Use the promo code 12OZSports, and they're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right. Mybookie.ag. They'll match your deposit up to $1,000. That's massive, especially, especially before a big Saturday. Hockey Night in Canada. Hey, maybe you're a college football fan. I'm not against it. I don't mind college football. Could be good. Could be interesting. MyBookie.ag, of course. Also, you'll want to buy tickets. You got to go to Seat Giant. Seat Giant's going to hook you up just because they're partners with 12-ounce sports. Use the promo code 120Z Sports when you're buying tickets to go to your next concert event. Maybe a sporting game. Hey, all of those. Seat Giant is going to hook you up. Best deals, best prices, and you're going to save some money just for being a 12-ounce sports radio listener. Taking a quick look at those lines. Washington puck lines at plus 130. Devils puck lines plus 185. Not a bad one right there. Tampa Bay puck line plus 185. They're on the road against the Isles. Going to be a tough one. Blues puck lines plus 135. I'll say it right there. That's my pick of the day. St. Louis over Columbus at home. Alrighty. Teeing it up. Showtime starting to run out. Sorry about that, Jeff. El Jefe. We'll get it figured out eventually. Live show. Okay, NHL tomorrow. Oilers, Pittsburgh in the morning. 11 o'clock here. I don't even... This is a weird one. The Oilers are such a team with potential, and they just don't seem to do anything with it. I don't know if I like them. I don't know if I don't. But hey, right now, they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Pittsburgh, not. They're not in the Western Conference. They're in the East. So, yeah, that makes sense. Oilers on the road. It's a long road trip for them. Also, another afternoon when you get the Preds and Rangers. Rangers are playing all right. Pred's going to be a little bit pissed off that they lost Thursday against Calgary. Sens and Bruins. Yep. Bruins at home. Puck line. Right there. Lock that in. Also, Red Wings, Panthers. Panthers at home. Love it. 
Love it, love it, love it. They're making that push. Uh, you got Leafs Flyers, meh. Devils Hurricanes, meh. Canadian Stars. Could be alright, probably not. Blues Wild, Avs Yotes, Jets, and Golden Knights. These are two teams who could use all the points they can get right now. Vegas, how do you blow a two-goal lead at home against Montreal? Obviously, Montreal wants the green light, as the kid Trout would say. But Vegas has got to bounce back. they got to be better. Sharks and Canucks. Be a close one. Probably going to be a good battle, actually. It's a late one. Hockey Night in Canada, double header. You're probably going to get that one or the Jets, depending on where you are. And then Kings and Blackhawks. The kid, Kirby Doc, Fort Sask, staying up with the big dogs this entire season. The Kings at home, though, they've got a little bit of grit. A lot comes through Drew Doughty. I don't know. Haven't seen any lines yet. A little bit early for that as well. Not sure too much has come out. Also, Eskimos Rough Riders, if you are a Saskatchewan fan, let's book it. First place in the West. Not a big deal. Pick up that win at home and the Riders. Get a bye. First round of playoffs. Who would have thought that? But all right, recapping it Saturday. Best bets. The puck line pick for Janner. Going to take the option on a couple of those, but Bruins and Sens. That seems like one you can definitely lock in as well. Panthers and Red Wings. There you go. That's three picks for you. Of course, they're coming through you. World Hockey Report live on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. Thanks for hanging out back here on Monday. Have a good one. 